Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at, at First, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge Podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is the best of the Jason Smith Show on Fox Sports Radio. Well, no shortage of incredible moments in this national championship game so far. It is the Jason Smith Show with Michael Harmon live from the Geico Studios, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance. For more information, visit geico.com. We were all set to write the legend of Tua Tungavaiola. He was going to come in in the second half, lead Alabama back 10 points in the third quarter, 10 points in the fourth quarter, leading Alabama down to a third and six at Georgia's 16-yard line. It is a 33-yard field goal to win the game with three seconds left. He's got to make it, right? Eddie Papanastos comes out. Petros Papadakis comes out for the win. And it was in the middle of the field. 
It was set right up there. perfectly, set up Nick Saban losing his mind <laughs> with the time management. And here's how regulation ended. It'll be a 36-yard field goal from between the hash marks. The snap, the spot, the kick is no good. The kick is no good wide left. We're going to overtime. Eli Gold, Bama Radio Network on the call, misses it horribly. Doesn't just miss it, misses it horribly to the left. This is a 33-yard field goal that is in the middle. You got everything you want, and it's right there, and he misses. You know, for all that we, we talk about in the NFL, and we say how this is the the era of the kicker, right? Certain levels of play we've never had better in the NFL. We've never had any better punters or kickers than we have right now. I say that all the time because we are. We are at the, we are at the, the salad days, never had kickers and punters, the depth, top to bottom, that can kick and, and punt the way they are. Guys who are really good kickers are out of work. Guys who could kick for seven, eight years, but they get cut because they missed a couple, find it tough to get back into the National Football League. But at the college level, kickers are a crapshoot. A complete. And how do you how do you run shoot. your offense to set up for the field goal? Couple, Keep running your run offense. I'm losing yards. my mind in the back. The guys are like, "Stop it! You're gonna you're gonna lose your voice. You're gonna pop a vocal cord." It's like, why are you doing this? Why are you running the clock to set up your field goal kicker who's already missed a forty yarder badly this is, earlier this in this game? It was thirty six. It was thirty six. It was close. Oh. It was within range of what he'd already gacked on. Papa Nasty is what the headline's going to be if they lose this game. Wow. Kickers. You had 15 guys walk up and start talking to him, too. Every one of them threatened to kick his ass if he missed the field goal. If I could read Nick Saban's lips. Nick Saban's lips. He sees the kick, and it goes wide, and he says, oh, blank me. That about sums it up. He's oh, blank me. It's like I pulled all the right strings. I changed my quarterback. I had it set up so masterfully, and then disaster struck. But we get free football. Yeah, we get a national championship game that's going to be decided in overtime. And we know how much I love the overtime Mm. rules. Yeah, well. At least we're going to get free football. Oh, and now yeah. every Bama fan knows what it's like to be a Charger fan. Oh, oh too soon. Oh. They still made the playoffs, though. It's too soon, bro. No, they made the playoff. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Honestly, think about that. Kickers in college football, kicking game is such a crapshoot. Look, number one, not everybody makes it to the NFL, obviously. But new kickers, because when you talk about, you know, 200-some-odd schools every year, there's going to be three or four kickers that are really, really good. Because it doesn't matter if you kick it at Division One, the FCS level doesn't matter. But even big-time programs like Alabama struggle. Struggle with kicking. You know, look, I, I, it's you get a good kicker, you feel, wow, this is awesome. This is, this <laughs> is, we got very lucky we had a guy that can make it. But, I mean, look at this, is a 30, this is a 35-yard field goal that you have to make. That's right down the middle. It's it's an extra point in the NFL, and you don't make it. And he missed it terribly. I don't know. Like, he now, didn't strike it well you, at all. Can you put him out there for a field goal in overtime now? I don't know that you can. I don't know that you can. Can you put him out there after missing that one? I, I don't think you can. He's missed two out of three. Did hammer home a 43-year-old. It's uh, 43. Yeah, no, he missed two out of four. Uh, oh, yeah, out of fourth. Out of four. fourth. Yeah, he did uh, the 43-yarder that knuckleballed its way through. 
that looked like if it was another three or four yards might have tailed off and not made it past the crossbar. But certainly for Nick Saban, that really changes changes your play calling early as well. What do you got, Frostberg? I just want to know if the cannon went off. Oh, I, did they do a cannon in Alabama? They should. I think it's an elephant runs on the field. I think that's what it is. I'll put the ele- put Stampy back in. <laughs> wow, a Stampy reference. Showing the depth of pop culture range. So we're in overtime right now, Alabama and Georgia. And it could still turn out well for Alabama. They could still win this game. But just think about all the stories that were ready to be written about Tonga Viola, about Nick Saban benching his quarterback at halftime and win, and all of these things. And that could go completely Well, you haven't had to delete those yet. No. So but, if you've been typing furiously away or dictating those stories, they're still there for you. Because everybody had the Jake Fromm thing ready. Oh, uh, sure. Ready. I mean, look, he was he was dropping back tonight, spinning the ball in his hand before he threw it because he doesn't like the feel of the the laces. I mean, not many guys can do that. I mean, there's that that that's such an impressive uh, gift. I, I retweeted out at How About a Fresca a little bit ago. He's spinning the ball in his hand. You to said get a watch grip that on the brace, like fifteen uh, the times. You were really that's proud of cool. that. One. I, I, I can do that with a Nerf ball. <laughs> Those stories will be headlines in third world countries tomorrow. <laughs> but just think it was, and now wow. Fromm gets wow. on third and six, and he loses about 12 yards. This is going to be a long field goal for Georgia. So suddenly at a 50-yard field goal. Jake Fromm, quarterback New York Jets, is like, boy, Jake Fromm, uh, yeah, he could be the current quarterback of the Jets. But he doesn't deserve that. That's but that's his that, that you know. Look. You really decided you hated him that fast? No, I'm just saying. You yeah, really turned the guy on him didn't quickly. Didn't do anything wrong to you. That's like what a New York doing? New York tabloid move. <laughs> but you know, you do have Rodrigo Blankenship, so this was well within yeah. his range. Yeah, yeah. Only yeah. a 51-yard attempt. Yeah, I, I, I like when kickers wear numbers in the 90s. That's all right. I always think that's pretty cool. You, you, Remember yeah. he kicked the 55-yarder in the yep. Rose Bowl. Yep. This one from 51 to give Georgia a lead. Again, 2020 in overtime, and the kick is oh, – I think he's got it. He's got it. It is good from 51 yards. Folk hero. Wow. He's a weapon. Right now, Nick Saban's He is going, a weapon. Why don't we get that guy? Why don't guy? I have that guy? Why don't we get him? <laughs> Did we recruit that guy? <laughs> Where was he on our list? Why, why, why? Come on! Why, why, why do we wind up with? Why do we wind up with Papadakis here? Uh, you know, come on! What happened? Why, why you know what elephant doo doo is? Why do we wind up? Wow. So now, and now, think about it. Now it's in his head. If Alabama can't get in the end zone, I mean, what's? I mean, it's a crapshoot. I mean, it's fifty-fifty putting him out there for even a thirty-yarder because he just missed so so I terribly. Would, I would make Jalen Hurts kick it. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Here's your punishment. Yep, way to get back on the field. Here, Makai Brown, you kick this field goal. <laughs> you want to fight? You somebody? wanted to fight and kick something. Kick this ball. <laughs> yeah, and now every ISO you're going to see on TV is Papanastos. Every single, well, here he is, Al, here he is. Oh, we had so many of those leading up because you couldn't ice the kicker. Hey, that was one of the things coming down in the final two minutes. Georgia had already used their timeouts, and then as they ran down the clock and set up for the field goal, Alabama had used theirs. So, it set up the 36-yard try without any of the frozen kicker aspect. And, and now we we see a, another horrible freshman decision. After a brilliantly played game on first down, drifts backwards, backwards. It's like the old video game. Yeah, yeah. You'd keep running backwards to draw your, your defense up, and then you'd fire it over the top, except he forgot to throw the ball. <laughs> uh, I wonder. I wonder. I'm just asking this. Does – does Nick Saban have the stones to bench Papanastos for a for a field goal if they need one? Only if I, he has Young Way Koo on line well, two. Well, after that sack, 
<laughs> Tonga Viola's got to work himself back into field goal range. Oh, oh. Eddie, wow. Alabama. How about that? Oh, they win. Oh! He shut me up. It was all strategy, Whoa. Cotton. That was a bold strategy. Whoa. Take Tua. the 16. Tag of How about that? You take the 16-yard sack on first down, and then you throw a bob down the left sideline where he's running wild wow. and free by himself. I can't believe what I just saw. Wow. By the way, by the way, they don't get to kick the the PAT. So if you bet Bama, you lost. <laughs> Three and a half. Three and a half was the line. Wow. Tug of Viola gets sacked, loses 16 yards on first down. But you got the over. Yeah. <laughs> he How about loses, that? Loses Saban 16... is happy as hell. I'm Saban's as confused hell. as hell is what I think is happening. He loses 16 yards on a sack on first down, which you can't do. Did one of those spinning back and forth trying to figure out where his next read was because he stayed within the tackle box because he so he couldn't throw the ball away. And then Devontae Smith... 41-yard touchdown pass. He was open down the left sideline. There was nobody near him. It looked like a blown coverage. It looked like the DB thought he might have had help deep, and he did not. And now Tua Tungo-Viola is the champion of the sports world. Alabama are your national champions. Holy crap. I think Nick Saban just made three or four heart attack references. He's smiling. Nick Saban is smiling. sick. No, he's not sick. He's happy. Look at him. He's smiling now, getting ready for interviews. This is un- – I'll tell you what. I'm happy and as now, hell. And now that's going to be the, the storyline we get to that. What kind of move that is. I mean, think about it. In the history of sports, in college football, NFL, in a Super Bowl national championship type game, to bench your quarterback for an unproven guy and to come back and win. I don't know that I've ever seen that. Well, we were talking really about a, a little bit earlier the the pedigree, you know, the number two uh, run pass combination kind of quarterback in his class, and and eight touchdowns to one interception uh, in spot duty, right? As they're blowing out opponents over the course of the year, so the the man laying in wait, one of those, he's he's my next one, except when you really can't get out of your own way, yeah. that he becomes the guy. On a national title contending stage here that finally Jalen Hurts ineffective except for his 31-yard run in the first half. Jalen Hurts, quarterback, Syracuse University. Finds his way on the outs. (laughs) Wow. Unbelievable. And that's got to be – no, I don't know. But has there ever been a longer touchdown pass in overtime of a college game? I mean, 41 yards, that's that's a long pass. I mean, for for overtime, when you think you know you're starting, you're not often in. you take a 16 no. yard penalty I mean, to get starting, things done. You're starting from the 25, and you lose 16. <laughs> it's like, oh my god! But he, I mean, I don't know how you get beat deep that way. I don't know how he's so wide open. Well, we he saw had, that on on their other touchdowns, even though they were you know short yardage, uh, you know 10, 15 yard throws in in the end zone. You you kept seeing the the Georgia defensive backs looking at each other as if they had help or they were expecting the safety to slide over or for someone to pick up their man, and that didn't happen. And certainly here, same thing, streaking uh, by himself towards the end zone. That looked like that was a completely blown coverage. And now Tua Tango Viola is the – everybody's have to learn how to spell his name, how to pronounce his name. Say my name. Because that's what happened. He comes Tua off the bench. Tua Tango Viola. 
leads Alabama to 26 points in the second half in overtime, 14 out of 24 for 166 yards and three touchdowns. He also ran for 27 yards, and he leads Alabama back. And coming up, we'll debate. I mean, really, this Nick Sa- this Stones move by Nick Saban. I mean, you can't say enough about it. Say, yep, you know what? Jalen, you're sitting on the bench. You know what? Crown him. Woo! Crown him. All the people that were out on Nick Saban. They crowned their ass. You were done with Alabama. Nick Saban said, hey, Smith, take that. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show weeknights at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Second down and 26. Got to get half the yardage back here. Give yourself a fighting chance on third down. Here's Tua stepping back. Loads up. Looks long. Throws. End zone. Touchdown. Touchdown. Alabama. Devontae Smith. Touchdown. Alabama. And the Crimson Tide has once again ascended to the top of the college football mountain. Their fifth national championship in nine years. Their 17th overall. And for Coach Nick Saban, a career sixth national championship. A number matched only by the legendary Paul Bear Bryant. Alabama is back as the champion of college football. How about that? Alabama Radio Network. For a second, I thought he was going to say Paul Bear. Oh, the Undertaker. <laughs> as thrilling as it sounded, absolutely. Alabama down 13 nothing at halftime. Bench starting quarterback Jalen Hurts, who was a star, who he really, you know, really, he's just okay. For Tua, Tago Viola. Tua, Tago Viola. Who comes off the bench to throw for 166 yards. Three touchdowns. He runs for 27, including the touchdown pass to Devontae Smith, 41 yards in overtime, and Alabama wins the national championship. Roll damn tide. First thing first, because this is the craziest part of the night, Nick Saban actually said after the game, I've never been this happy before. Nick Saban, who is never happy, even after winning title after title, is never. is always something they could have done better. I didn't get to call a recruit. After the game from my phone office and my uh, to get him on the phone, hey, did you see that? No, he's never had. He ran off the field smiling and actually said, "This is the happiest I've ever been in my life." People having fun with that, saying, "Go find his family and ask them some questions." I mean, I'm happy as hell. I mean, wow! Come you know, on, when, when for when years you've been nah. called the smartest guy alive, and people are tired of you, what? and then you say, "Hey, you know what? Big stage, I'm gonna." Take my quarterback that everybody has watched all season long and say, beat it. And I'm putting in this lefty that you can't say his name. (laughs) And he's going to lead us to victory. Nick, weren't you happy when you had your kids? Nah, half of them are disappointing. You know, my wife's just okay. Uh, No, but talking about Viola throwing that touchdown pass, that's the happiest I've ever been in my life. Well, I mean, we all compartmentalize. And in that moment... He was happy as hell. Might he want that one back? Maybe. But he's just being honest in that moment that the state of euphoria, because he was expecting the kid, right? You had nine months waiting you on the kid. the kid. You're right. You said or the, the kid. kids or, or however you want to put it. I mean, you got a lot of anticipation, a lot of trepidation, a lot of planning goes into that. Here it was spur of the moment. All right. Halftime. Hertz is doing nothing. It's time. We need a spark. And you know what? I'm inspired by whatever Kendrick Lamar is singing out on that boardwalk, <laughs> wearing that big fur coat in front of thousands, giving us extra time to sh- sh- 
strategize and get ready for the second half. And you know what I'm going to do? Tua, going to you. Tapping you in. Now, we'll get to Tua in a second, but this conversation now, it moves. Nick Saban had won five national championships previously. He won in 2003, won in 2009, 2011, 2012, back-to-back. 2015, lost in the final seconds last year, now is one again. There are many legendary college coaches who coached a long time. You know, Joe Paterno, well, obviously who had issues at the end of his career and, and life that were different from being on the football field. But you had Bear Bright. You had all the great college football coaches. But for what Nick Saban is doing now, and I, I know sometimes we, we can be prisoners of the moment, but in college football where it's much more cutthroat than it ever has been, you know, Alabama used to be able to just go to a kid's house, throw the helmet inside, and go, you're coming here. Okay, that's great. It's different now. Kids go everywhere. To win six national titles now in a 14-year span, I, I don't know that I can say I, – I can't say he's not the best college football coach I've ever seen. Well, just different landscape, and it's this was interesting also because as this game was going on, you're scratching your head and you're watching Fromm on the other side making all these throws going – you didn't recruit a guy that could pass downfield like that? I know you like your defense and your running game, and that was a big part of the narrative, uh, certainly in social media and, and across the, the landscape of Hurts, what, managing the game and making plays both as a runner and a passer on occasion, but generally working the, the run game and defense towards titles. And what was interesting in this game, if you go back to its, its generation, you go back to first – first quarter both teams came out trying to pass which left everybody apoplectic and confused and and just really befuddled by by the way the the quarter the coaches were trying to strategize and certainly we saw the run game start to come through sony michelle's finished just shy of 100 yards on the night but at, at no point did you you feel like someone was absolutely controlling the game at halftime Georgia had run twice as many plays, so you were expecting to see maybe some of the effects of that, maybe Nick Chubb being able to run downhill a bit more in the second half, but that never materialized. He ties Bear Bryant for most overall with six, and this is in a much shorter period of time and a much more difficult time to be competitive year in and year out than it was when Bear Bryant was coaching. Not to slight Bear Bryant, but really, Nick said no one has accomplished what Nick Saban has. Bobby Bowden never did. Nobody did. Nobody accomplished what he's done. Winning year after year. I mean, every other year. I mean, six national titles. And if he stays, you think he's not going to win again? He's not going to win four or five more? Now he's got Tua under center. So he's got a downfield passing game that starts flowing into this. But you talk about recruiting. You look at the way coaches, and to use the Paterno instance, if only for a moment, to say, look, there's a lot that goes around and happens in college programs. Certainly, that's the most egregious uh, and just absolute villainy and stomach churning of all the things that we've seen. But violations uh, across a wide spectrum in terms of what coaches and local, you know, the municipalities have been able to kind of push aside. You know, we've had all those reports through the years of local police chiefs looking the other way when players were involved in things and the school getting involved at times. So for Saban to keep things rolling as he has on the recruiting trail and winning as consistently, churning out 
first round NFL draft choices with this level of effectiveness and keeping just at the the top. And and today the script got flipped, right? We'd always talked about the run game and it's boring. And instead, what are you doing? You've got a, a freshman quarterback with good poise in the pocket, takes the inexplicable, well, freshman, uh, 16-yard sack on the first down in overtime. But otherwise, it played with great poise, right? The interception, people will point to that in his yeah. stat line. His wide receiver didn't turn around. Literally was still blocking instead of trying to be be a pass catcher. So you, you look at what Saban's able to do, and that, that temperament still sells. He's got to be one charming guy. I mean, Sandy Bullock in the blind side. I mean, that must have been the guy that's walked into t- the door. Man. I'll tell you what. You know, I'll <laughs> always remember that from the blind side. When, um, uh, when she said Nick Saban came in to recruit Michael Orr. And Blindside's one of the best sports books you could ever possibly read. It's just so incredibly interesting. And uh, she said Nick Saban was so incredibly charming. It was, if I wasn't married, I would have left my house with Nick Saban. Well, he had perfect saying, hair. It would have been, I'd have left with Nick Saban. Then she was hanging out with Tim McGraw. No well, slouch himself. <laughs> <laughs> so there should be no more debate. Nick Saban's the best college football coach of all time. Doing it in this modern era. No, just because guys stick around for a long time and are legends... Let's not confuse that with accomplishments. You know, Bobby Bowden coached forever. Joe Paterno coached forever. These guys didn't do anything near what Nick Saban did. Nick Saban took over Alabama when nobody wanted the job. Rich Rodriguez told them no. Rich Rodriguez told Alabama no. And they said, all right, well, we'll go get Saban. Oh, okay. So Nick Saban shows up and, wow, we're winning national championship after, after title, after title, after title, after title. But I have not, and again, Prisoner of the moment, I get it. But I have never seen a coaching move like this at halftime of the national championship game where the head coach benches his starting quarterback, who had been pretty good, who got you to a national championship game a year ago, benches him for an unproven freshman. I mean, you know, look, Tua Tagovailoa is, you know, was a four-star kid, four-star recruit, and that's fine, but he's not proven at all. No, he, he quitted little... himself nicely in mop-up yeah. duty, but that's about it. He played a little bit today. I mean, it's, it's kind of like the Bills benching Tyrod Taylor for Nathan Peterman at the Super Bowl. Uh, uh, but well, you, get, you got that back in. The, <laughs> Tyrod Taylor, that. your future quarterback. Uh, yeah, yeah. Think about that Stones move. That may be the most Stones move of all time. Benching your quarterback, not putting him back in. And you win the national championship because of that. On the strength of that. Not on the strength of we benched our quarterback and so our defense picked it up. We returned to pick six for a touchdown and our quarterback got us down for a couple of field goals. You won because Tagovailoa were able, was able to complete passes downfield. And that's the thing about Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts is just a guy. He's not a great quarterback. He's just a guy. He's doing post-game interviews after the game, acquitting himself, as you said, really nicely because it's tough to do interviews. Hey, dude, yeah. you got benched, man, but... You won the national title. How do you feel about that? It's tough to do. First guy off but, the bench to, to hug Tua as he came to the sidelines each time, too. But he is just a guy. He doesn't throw the ball well. And Nick Saban knew if we're going to get back in this game, it's only 13 nothing. we have to be able to throw the football. And could Tagovailoa do it? You had no idea. You had no idea if he could do it or not. He, has, he hasn't shown anything. But you put him out there, and look, now, boom, he gets you down there, 175 yards passing, 165 yards passing in the second half and three touchdowns, and you win on a 41-yard touchdown pass in overtime. 
I mean, that think about that Stones move, whether it's out of desperation or not, because it's not like but, but, but see fought. that. But that's the point. But it doesn't. But that's matter. the point is that it, ne- it didn't come off as desperate because you, you say Saban's making this move. He's looking for a spark. It, there's a difference between that and desperation. Whereas most coaches would be like, oh, he's throwing his hands up. He's got nothing left. He's just throwing caution. It's only a 13 nothing game. Right, you've been outplayed. They've yeah. certainly and now they've out time of, on the field. Time of yeah. possession. It's been two to one, twice as many plays and all that. And they had the big touchdown late. Uh and, and you miss miss a field goal in the first half. But you're looking at a game that at that point, one or two adjustments, you're thinking, all right, one good drive to get things started in the second half. You're still in this game. And then you get the announcement that the quarterback's been changed. That just comes off as all right, Nick Saban making things interesting and giving us a, another storyline if the score were to hold up and Georgia were to prevail. But at no point did it come off as, wow, he's really got nothing left, that he's just grasping at straws. You're, you're saying, okay, what is Nick Saban going to the well for? And you're edging to the, inching towards the edge of your seat, I think, as most people were watching this game. You know, maybe they were a little salty and were trying to find something else if they weren't big Kendrick Lamar fans for the 25 minutes of halftime uh, and flipping around to get a laugh or some kind of excitement waiting for something big to happen. But for for Nick Saban, it, it comes off as, all right, a calculated play. I know the kid's got an arm. He'll make some plays. And what we saw also a number of times of him putting his shoulder down to pick up big first downs mm-hmm. and big plays. Got that yes. big first down the end of regulation when, you know, Petros Papadakis missed that field goal that they could have <laughs> won the game. Which they shouldn't have been playing for the field goal anyway. But since I've already spent a lot of energy and anger on that, I won't revisit it right now. But just think about the halftime when Nick Saban says, We got to make a change of quarterback. We got to make it. The defense is gassed. We can't move the football. We got to make a change. And I really, honestly, I wonder if the move was supposed to be to go to him for the entire game or if the move was made to get Hertz's attention. To let him sit for a second, clear his head, and then realize, okay, now you're going back in. But he comes back in, 13 nothing, and they're in the end zone. And you're like, whoa, okay. This now escalated we, quickly. Now we sure. got to give him the rest of the game. So you wonder, was this, was it, what, what was it going to be? Was it going to be one of those chances where he went to give Jalen Hurts a rest, let him gather himself, put him back out there? But once Tagovailoa started moving the team, they were going to do it. Let's hear from Nick Saban, who talked about the change just a couple minutes ago in his postgame presser. Well, I just thought we had to throw the ball in a game, and I thought he could do it better. Um, you know, so, and he did. He did a good job. We made some plays in the passing game. So, hey, it's just a great win, man. I'm so happy for uh, Alabama fans. Great for our players. Uh, unbelievable. I'm happy as hell. There he is. <laughs> Well, it, it, sometimes it can be that simple. We needed to move the football, and they weren't moving at all. They had three first downs on their first drive, won the rest of the first half. When Georgia was able to drive down at the end of the first half and get that touchdown, you could tell Alabama's defense was broken. They were on the field the entire first half. They had to be able to move the football. 13 nothing. the game is still gettable, which makes it tougher. It makes it tougher to say, okay, I'm going to make a change. At 20 nothing, you go, well, shoot, we got nothing to lose now. It's 20 to nothing, but 13 nothing. it's still right there. You get a field goal, you get a touchdown at the beginning of the second half, you're right back in it, you're down by less than a touchdown. But you make that move at 13 nothing. I'll tell you what, we will talk about that forever. That will age 
this this game, that move, going to a backup, unproven freshman quarterback at halftime, that will age as the greatest coaching move in the history of college football. To have that kind of stones, to make that kind of move when it's not what we've done all season long is no longer working for us. What we know, our guy that got us to a national title last year is twenty-five and two as a as a starting quarterback. Nope, we got to make a move. That's I mean forever. I mean twenty-five years. I will talk about. I mean I don't know what we're going to call it. The benching to a time. <laughs> I, I whatever you want to call to it. a time. But because then you can write a song go. to that. That can flow through. But you go through the first half stats: seventeen first downs to four. Georgia, six of eleven on third down efficiency. Total yards were two twenty three to ninety four. You look at the passing yardage, one twenty six to twenty one, and yards per pass was more than double. Two point six yards per pass play for Hertz before he was benched. And you talk about coming out of the fir- the out of the tunnel, out of the second half, and thinking you're going to get an immediate spark. They punted the ball away after fifty five seconds. Very quick three and out. Mm-hmm. So it added to more drama. And then when Tonga Viola comes back out once again, you get the touchdown on that next drive. Hertz is the first guy to meet him at the bench. And you saw the energy because we looked at each other and said, all right, the defense is starting to fly around a little bit more. They're energized. They realize you got a got a ball game again. And suddenly the legend of Nick Saban grew and his Wikipedia page added another three or four paragraphs. 12-0. Against his former assistants, twelve and zero. But he falls to nine and three against the spread. <laughs> Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show weeknights at eleven p.m. Eastern, eight p.m. Pacific. Alabama are your national champions in overtime. Forty-one yard touchdown pass to a Tagovailoa to Devonte Smith, and suddenly, a I thought you were going to start born. singing. Oh, and I was getting soft. I was getting soft like Freddie Mercury. Yeah, was. Yeah. I was kind of doing the whole, you know. Now we're getting soft. Then we bring it back up. Then everybody knows. I was, was kind of just doing that. Okay. But we had many superlatives for Nick Saban a few minutes ago. And absolutely, look, best college football coach of all time. Check. Most gutsiest, best coaching move in the in the history of college football. Benching your quarterback for an unproven backup and winning the national title. Check. But let's just stop for one second. Look. Tago Viola had a great second half. He's an unknown. And already I'm seeing a lot of social media going, Alabama, this guy's ready, making NFL throws, all of these things. Let's just let's just calm down for a second and realize that he had a great moment. And it's awesome and it's legendary and it's going to live forever. But Cardell Jones had a pretty good semifinal and national championship game in 2014, and he didn't even keep the starting job next year. At Ohio State, Braxton Miller got hurt. JT Barrett got hurt. Cardell Jones started, had the job, but couldn't keep it. Is he going to be a star? Maybe. I, but this is he's had one moment. He's, he's unproven up until now. He's had a moment, and it was a great one. And if this is as good as it gets for the rest of his life, doesn't matter. No, but, I, I, was, look, I'll, but let's just back off him being the next big star in college football for Alabama because you just don't know. Relax. He had a he had a great moment, but it's not like he had a big body of work. Sure. It's not like they knew. I mean, this guy may have never seen the field if Jalen Hurts continued to play he's well. He's a weapon. All right. Sure. So it's not like you would have you would have known that he's gonna so let's just back off. So oh, this guy's gonna be a star. He had a great moment, a great night. He may not even win the starting job. Well that's just it. Now year. you have a great competition all off season with him and Jalen Hurts. A lot of jokes about whether uh, Jim Harbaugh's sleeping on Jalen Hurts front lawn. <laughs> 
<laughs> waiting why, on him to come home. This is why you need <laughs> trades in college football. This is why you need trades. Because now if you're Nick Saban, you're on the phone right now, you're calling Harbaugh going, hey, let's wheel and deal. You the silly what? season in college football you, I'll give you Jalen Hurts. You give me that kicker who you slept at his house because he's pretty good. <laughs> And then you get me, get me, get me another, nah. get me another running back. We'll, we'll, make, we'll make a trade. He's on the phone with Jim Mercy right now. What are you talking about? <laughs> that, well, that was what the people were saying. In college right? football. See, now you're really taking it to the next have level. We haven't even football. figured out the whole how do they get paid? <laughs> no, no, no. Right, nope. Let's trades. trade them. I'm trading you. I'm trading your scholarship. But here, our institution, it's only a thirty thousand dollar a year scholarship. Yours is a sixty-two thousand dollar a year scholarship. You would, you don't think Nick Saban would trade Jalen Hurts for a kicker right now? Of here's, course he would. Here's this scholarship and a <laughs> science major to be named later. I mean, what are we doing here? Someone from our chemistry department comes over in the trade. Make a deal. Make a deal. You get, you know, you get, and you get. Well, instead of salary cap relief, you get uh, scholarship relief. You get scholarship cap relief. It's another, you know. 175 grand we can then use for something else. Trades and How far are they under the cap? We need a little more than a kicker. (laughs) Uh, Here's Tua. After the game, talking about when he found out he was going to come in the game tonight in relief in the second half. I mean, I found out when we when we were in the locker room. You know, coach coach brought the quarterbacks together, and he you know he made the statement that no Tua, you're going to start out the second half, and you know we're going to rotate the quarterbacks. You know, see how things go. So we went from there. Ah, see, I told you. I told you. All right, now we're going to see. We're going to see if I can get Jalen Hurts' attention, but 10.55 to go in the third quarter, you get that touchdown on the board. Suddenly, yeah, that rotating thing kind of goes by the wayside. Well, then you ride the hot hand. Yep. You got yourself back into the game. You got your defense off the field because you had a nice drive. What was it, seven plays? So you had a couple of minutes where they got to rest after a long Halftime, they started to fly around a little bit more and get after Fromm and make him a little more uncomfortable. So suddenly you got momentum, and Nick Saban, while he never smiled in-game. Uh, happy as hell. It's, it's perma-smile. It's like Smilex for the old Batman film from 1989. I thought I could get it past him. I thought I could get it past him, but I failed. Now, dating can be fun, but when you're ready for a real relationship this year, you're ready for Match. Get started for free. Go to Match.com. You can search, view photos, and connect for free. That's free. Go to Match.com, 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 M-A-T-C-H.com. If you want to match Nick Saban and a and a kicker he'll need for next year, you can I'm do that. Young Way Koo's out there. If you, <laughs> you have eligibility I'm left? I'm pretty sure he's on Match. All right. If you want to match Nick Saban with nobody, because he's the best college football coach of all time, you can do that too. You do anything you want to on match. Head and shoulders. He is the goat. The others. But think about that. Trades in college football. I like that. Right now, you could wheel Jalen Hurts into into, into anything. But I got to give him credit, right? And that's something we're seeing a little bit in the post because he stood alongside Tonga Viola and and did the post game interviews, mm-hmm. and he was the guy coming off the bench to you know slap him upside the helmet after the touchdown throws and. And after the interception going up to him and everything else, that you know he, he showed he's a leader of this team, and, and he kept his head up and, and kept going forward as opposed to you know sometimes you see guys go find a, a towel and get to the edge of the bench. So you give him credit as well for for taking his as well being deposed as the starter at least for now. Uh, in stride and, and being a good teammate. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show weeknights at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. 
Alabama center Bradley Bozeman decided, this is it. This is my moment. I'm going to ask my girlfriend to marry me on the field after the game. Video is, video is set. We're not going to do it if he, she said no. What kind of show do you think this is? Yeah, and then she said no and started making out with Jalen Hurts. <laughs> Sucker! <laughs> well, that's where the, the metal guitar starts coming over the top. <laughs> she said, screw you, where's Tonga Viola? Oh, he's a star. So Bradley Bozeman gets down on one knee, asks his girlfriend to marry him. She says yes, and they're hugging, and there's pictures of them kissing on the field. He's got it, you know, and he's in his jersey and still has his knee braces on. Still had his gloves on. Yeah. Well, you know what? You want to make sure you don't, you know, get anybody, you get her jersey dirty. Because she's wearing his jersey as they are, they are kissing. Well, you don't want to drop it either. Right? You don't want to, uh, you don't want to drop that ring. You want to okay. have sure hands. Maybe you got a little stick them on there. Making sure that ring doesn't slide to the to the turf. This is becoming a thing now. Like you win a national title, you win a championship, and I'm going to propose. Like Carlos, well, it's like Correa. sing a song, win a Grammy. Carlos Correa <laughs> did it after the World yeah. Series, and you know, asked his girlfriend to marry him. She said yes. It's happened before. Ian Johnson and Chrissy Papadick started that off. Look at you. Back in what was it, 2006, yeah. right? Uh, when they beat Adrian Peterson in the, in, in, uh, in, in Sugar Bowl. Uh, but here's the thing: what if they didn't win? I mean, do you still going to do it after? Or you're not going to do it, right? I mean, you don't do it if if you if you lose the game. You, well, you just if, don't do it on the stage. I mean, you're still going to do it, right? If George Papadopoulos misses that field goal and then uh, Georgia wins in overtime, <laughs> I mean, are you still proposing? Hey, we lost, but you know what? Hey, I love Quietly, you. Quietly, nah, yeah, under cover of darkness. Nah, I think you're nah, right. Then the guy has an out. No, <laughs> that is true. Rethink this. You just uh, lost on the big stage here. Yeah. yeah. Are you doubling down? No, but then I'm winning on the big stage of life. I mean, I don't know that I could do that. Is that that's, is that the speech tough, you give? That's man. a terrible what if, speech. What if the girl that's said tough. no? I it, you got to be a national championship for me to <laughs> say yes. I had this written in the stars. Yeah. National champion. I was banking on Hertz playing well. <laughs> Sorry, but I'm gonna go hang out with Jake Fromm. He spins the ball in his hands. He drops back to pass. Sorry. No, but I. I You're I, all I about style points now, too. I don't think you do it. No, I don't think, think you'd abort that, that oh, mission. Oh, yeah, yeah. You can't, can't do how it. How can you go from losing the national title and go, well, you know, I wind up, I'm, you know, I'm going to ask yeah, but to marry me? But if it goes bad, then then it's all done right then and there. You, no, you, and and uh, you could just say, all right, this was not my night. No, <laughs> boy, not <laughs> January my night. the 8th was not my night. And hey, tomorrow Brad, is New Year's Day. That, it's not my No, but just think about it. It's like. I know you're 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 only gonna do it if she's gonna say yes. You're not gonna do one of those crazy ones. Are going? We've been dating a month, but I love her. Like, no, no, you, you, only if she's gonna say. Oh, yes. maybe. I mean, if you're a national champion, but then maybe that's it. You're trying to take the euphoria and say, "Hey, you're caught up in this." But I so so now I'm gonna I'm gonna make this happen. I disagree with your philosophy of well, if I pick against my favorite team, you know, uh, in the spread. I win either way because either my favorite team, like if I pick against the Jets in a game and I take, you know, the the Falcons giving the points. All right, if you know the Falcons beat the Jets in cover, okay, I win because I pick the Falcons. Yeah. If the Jets win, well, they're my favorite team, so I win there. I I don't agree with your well. I can kind of couch the disappointment of the national championship with well, I, at least I got engaged. Well, you're trying to salvage tonight. How do you do that to your teammates? You know, you, you walk back in, everybody's all upset, answering questions. Hey, I just got engaged. No, no, I'm not saying Isn't you. That awesome? No, 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 I'm not saying you're hey! you're doing it on the field. Papadopoulos. No, Jaylen, you're not. You're I not doing it on the field because especially no. if you have a year of eligibility left, you're gonna get your ass kicked. <laughs> uh, like, what are you doing? 
We win together, we lose together. Now you're standing out doing this. No, 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 no. You have to win to do it in the public way. I'm just saying maybe after all the cameras are gone, you've answered all your questions in the locker room, you're still looking for the love of your life. Now you're looking for a little bit of consolation. You're looking for that slide over baby moment of, hey, no I need a hug. And you know what? I may have lost tonight. And then you could use your cheese ball line of, I want to win on the playing field of forever or whatever the hell you said. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show weeknights at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific. Alabama are your national champions. They beat Georgia 26-23. I'm happy as hell. In overtime. We're going to get into the Nick Saban aspect of this game coming up in a few minutes because there's two big things that are absolutely legendary coming off of this game, but Alabama wins it. Tua Tagovailoa with a touchdown pass to Devontae Smith in overtime, 41 yards out, wins it, but it was the touchdown pass he threw to Calvin Ridley, likely first-round pick, maybe to the Bears. Bears. Maybe to the Bears. New offensive weapon for the Bears. Touchdown on fourth down that tied the game, was able to give Alabama more momentum. They go on to win in overtime. And Calvin Ridley set to join us now on the hotline to talk about the victory. But uh, let's hear Calvin Ridley's touchdown first, shall we? Here it is on fourth down and four. Tungo Vailoa with all kinds of time. He rolls to the left, throws it in the back of the end zone, and it is caught. Touchdown, Alabama. Oh, my goodness, Calvin Ridley. Calvin, welcome to the program. Congratulations. How does it feel? It feels amazing. I mean, this is what we came here for. Have you got a chance to talk to your brother after the game yet or not yet? Yes, I did. You know, we swapped jerseys. <laughs> nice. Swapping of the jerseys. Uh, keeping the things alive in the end zone for the big touchdown reception. How would you see through that crowd? Man, I just kept working to get into the face of the quarterback, and he made a great throw. It was, it was all the quarterback. Hey, what was it like at halftime when you found out you were making the change at quarterback? I'm sorry, I couldn't hear you. What was it like at halftime when you found out you were making the change at quarterback? Same. We just, you know, we were telling ourselves that, you know, we got 30 minutes of football left, that we got to go out there and lay it on the line and give it all. And that's a, it didn't matter who was in. What'd you tell each other on the sideline after the field goal missed to go to overtime? <laughs> oh, man, you, you don't want to know what <laughs> we, were, we were mad, but, you know, we still motivated each other. You know, to you know, to tell each other to go in there and that we got we got a chance to still win this game, and we got to you know take advantage of. It. Well, you'll you'll love the uh, video clip of Coach Saban and what came out of his mouth uh, after oh, yeah. that. I, no I've question. seen him. I looked at him. Crazy. <laughs> uh, just a, an insane kind of finish to thing. How does it feel to hear the word national champion and, and to finish off the, this long road? And certainly looking forward to to next steps. Are, are we are we talking about the NFL here coming up? It feels so good, man. Like some some people won't understand, man. Like how how hard a season is, and you know what a football player actually does, you know, on the off season, and you know, in those summer workouts, you know how hard those workouts are, man. And this is you know the, this is what it is for, you know. That's why we do all that work to get to this point of, you know, of the season, you know, for the, to, to win it like that is, man, it's amazing, man. It's like I can't explain the feeling. Calvin, congratulations on the national championship, and best of luck continuing to get Nick Saban to keep smiling. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Tura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct, but most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.